Hey, Andrew's having a hard time with seven and a half hours of sleep. Somebody skimped him on his last half hour. It's true. Actually, I went to bed at like 10.15 last night, so. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you something? You look like you might be suffering from some cognitive impairments based on this lack of sleep. <laughs> And welcome to Interface. My name is Andrew Lilja, and with me, as always, are Chase Musil and Ian Fuchs. Today we also have a special guest, William Wolf. Hello, William. Good morning. Good, Good morning. Good morning. We're all happy to be here. <laughs> Either that or you're moving transitioning to a position on NPR. <laughs> Good morning, and welcome to Interface. My name is Andrew Lilja. Um, it is. 33 minutes past the top of the hour. You guys ready for some hot takes? I'm ready for a hot for a hot one. <laughs> <laughs> so the Nintendo Switch came out yesterday, and Chase and I are super excited about it, and Ian is a little more lukewarm, and I, I don't know what Will thinks about it, but presumably he's very excited because it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah. Excellent. It, yes. Yeah, we're all... Okay, we're all in agreement. <laughs> Moving on. Any other new news? <laughs> so Ian and I had, uh, had a talk about it yesterday. <laughs> And, you know, I'm really curious. So the Switch is, I, I think it's cool because of its its ability to switch, let's, but also for the, talk, the multiplayer stuff that it can do. Let's talk about what it is. Let's really quick. Let's just, let's define what the Switch is. I feel like the, the 10 people who listen to this podcast are already in tune into the Switches. No, we have to define <laughs> I would argue no, that let's, that's let's, probably I mean, not 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for that rousing morale boost. So... The Switch is, is Nintendo's new console, but the thing that makes it interesting is that it's self-contained, and so you don't have to be tethered to your whatever main TV. It acts as sort of a standalone console and screen, so it's the Wii U without the Wii U base. It's a console right. and a portable it, right, one. For, right. Yeah, right, exactly. And But what's, what I think is really cool about it is how it's been specifically designed to be a hybrid, so you can use it in a wide range. Because So it's a screen with the controls on, on the left and right side, but those controllers can slide on and off so you can t- attach them to a controller you can drop the thing in the base with it on there you can pick it up and use it with those but you can also pick them off and because they both have a joystick and four buttons on them you can use them as individual controllers for local multiplayer mm-hmm. yeah that's really good i mean and i think that i think that this is, an, is nintendo doubling down on what people like about nintendo in 2016 and in my opinion, what people like about Nintendo 2016 is first-party games and local multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do a lot of other like yeah. they do a lot of other things well, but those two things are huge for them, and that's what makes it so you don't have to like you can own a today you can own a Wii U and a PS4 or and or Xbox, and you don't feel like they're competing. At least in my mind, they don't. Right, you know, they're fundamentally the same thing. They, these days, they basically just compete on exclusives. Well, so well, the big thing that has always set Nintendo apart. Oh, I shouldn't say always, but God, at least since the N64 has been the the way people did multiplayer that it was always like an ordeal you and a bunch of friends would have some short round game you could play that you could have two four eight people all sit down and play goldeneye or smash brothers or mario kart halo that's a are you talking specifically nintendo i was talking specifically <laughs> nintendo <laughs> Yes, I thought you were saying intentionally. Um, so, so that has always been the thing because, like I said, they're they're always very short round little things. Like, here's let's have a little burst, Absolutely. and then you it, it becomes like a party thing. Like, 
Yeah, you, I mean, you have people yeah, over, this, you're all hanging out, and you might have a Nintendo set up off to the side, and you might have six or eight people that are playing game X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the 64 is great, right? Like, it starts off and it says, hey, here's a way to e- use an easy way to play with four of your friends when at the time you had the PlayStation, which was two players, and or whatever Sega was two. Sure. I mean, you get extensions for those consoles, but natively supporting four players is big for Nintendo. And that, like, starting with Smash and whatever, Kart and GoldenEye, like, those are things that have moved them into the local multiplayer space. And then they just doubled down on it from there on out. Like, every console since then has been great about local, local multiplayer. Well, the big thing that is that was that they did right and that they've continued to do right is that everything is designed clearly to support four players. Um, except for the Wii, am I right? And the, so I guess the, the original ones, the, the, the classic ones that I'm thinking of, the successful ones. The Wii was wireless. That was different. Mm-hmm. And the Wii U yeah. can support eight. But mm-hmm. like the GameCube and the N64, and um, I think even the SNES could support four people at a time. Uh, yeah, but again, the SNES, SNES had to have an adapter to do that. Oh, did okay. Support. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm talking about. But but well, what if wasn't they, the Wii also their most successful console? console? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But I think it was successful for different reasons than most game consoles are successful for. But I think they were. But one of the core tenets why the Wii was successful was was local multiplayer yes. that we you know that was like easy access like low bar of entry games like is, Wii Sports Wii Sports was the game that sold everything right yeah right yeah. but the that was because you could use and it came with a Wiimote right you could use the Wiimote to do it and you didn't require you have to learn how to use an analog stick so I, I don't yeah. think that the 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 Switch is going to succeed in the same merits I think what will make it succeed is the fact that it is very clearly and intentionally designed for local multiplayer and in a wide mm-hmm. range of contexts so it's two player on the same screen or it's four players with two screens like that bit in the video they show of like the guys playing N- NBA two K. Like that's a really cool way of doing that sort of thing. You mean that super realistic basketball scene down down in the street? Yeah. Yes, right. The four of us play, it, yeah. and we get you know, Will and I beat you in two on two, and you guys go, "Good game." But now let's play. <laughs> we, 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 then wait, insert sound. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I so based on that. Andrew's comment, you know, it's very intentionally designed for local multiplayer. Where I think there might be a weirdness or a a problem with this design is the way they're trying to pitch it as that you're going to, like Chase said, go to the basketball court and challenge your friends (laughs) to a quick round of what Splatoon or whatever. Yeah, although I'd be more likely to play Splatoon (laughs) than basketball these days. But, But like... The idea that you would go do some activity and be like, okay, well, now we're going to do this other thing. Or or you're at the airport and you're like, oh, hey, there's a there's a girl that I want to talk to. Or there's there's somebody who looks like they're they're very friendly. I'm going to go sit down next to them and be like, hey, you want to play Mario Party? <laughs> like, And then she pulls out and her she pulls switch. Out her switch and you're like, oh, snap. Now we're, we're best friends and we're going to play Splatoon together. Like, that's... <laughs> That's not how life works, and so the, the way that they the way they're pitching it is part of my issue with it is that they're they're making it seem like it's this thing where people are going to carry this device, this seven inch tablet with them, and these tiny little like gums like sticks of gum for controllers mm-hmm. and joy cons. They're the size. Is of that what like, they're called? Yeah, yeah, they're called joy cons. Yeah. They're like gross. the size yeah. of a, a lighter, and. You're gonna you're gonna use that as your controller. No, that that's not how people play games. Will you carry you carry your D? I mean, at times you've carried your DS and your Kindle, right? Like pretty mm-hmm. much everywhere. So yeah, 
so, I mean, okay. So as you being the person who primarily carries something that was, that's like larger than a smartphone, would you carry the, the switch with you? Like, do you think that's feasible? I mean, this is like getting into the realm of replacing the DS or potentially stepping on its toes. I think it looks like it's a little bit thick to carry around like that. Um, you'd probably need some sort of sleeve, you know, like a laptop case almost to, to take it with you, So, like I think. A, like a dedicated messenger bag? I mean, it sounds like the Game Boy peripherals that we used to have, right? Like, mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, like the old, the original Game Boy. It was like yeah, yeah. an inch thick. Yeah, with the fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the only one who had the Game Boy fanny pack. You uh, assholes just wanted to admit I, to I it. had a Game Gear, and that... Okay, so there... The, oh, the, the Game Gear. Exact, oh, exact problem with the Switch is it is a Game Gear, except that the controllers <laughs> come off the side because the Game Gear was like 18 pounds. It was like an inch and a half thick and like eight inches eight wide. It, like, yeah. size-wise, it was like that. And you know what I hated doing? Was taking the Game Gear anywhere with me as a 12-year-old Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so I th- the, the the difference here is that the the switch is actually like half an inch thick. Okay, maybe it's a little, maybe three quarters of an inch, but it's you can see it in the video. It's like not that hefty of a thing. The well, game gear was like yeah, it looks with like the like screen a is a lot brick. narrower. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because it's, it's not it's it's not a four by three, right? No, it, it's, it's like sixteen, 16 by nine. nine. It's very wide. Yeah, and it's eight inches or something. Yeah, I, I, I bl- there's there's no official specs on it, but. Just looking at the size of it in the the promo video yeah. in people's hands, it looks like the size of my Amazon Fire, which is a seven inch mm-hmm. screen plus be- yeah, plus like you throw the bezels around the edge, so it ends up being yeah. roughly eight inches corner to corner. And then the controls seem to be about the size of the current DS lineup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so does it compete with the DS? I mean, it replaces like, it. I, I, I write, does it? I yeah, write, this, I don't, this is their one system now. It replaces the DS and the Wii. That's official. Yep. I I, I don't see how it couldn't. It looks I like I don't see the really. I don't see this. I I haven't seen something that says that. I have. I haven't seen it. Also, if, if you, you look at where the, it. the the only thing or one thing I, I did read was the uh, backwards compatibility stuff, and they said it wasn't going to be backwards compatible with anything. But the cartridge right. thing looks like the DS cartridge. Uh, so yeah, I wonder if it's not backwards compatible to like the Wii U, but it is compatible with the DS stuff because that would make sense to replace your handheld with a new handheld. Well, it still works. It doesn't have an optical drive, right? No, like there's no optical it's, drive it's on just it. A little unless they didn't show it on the dock. I. No, it's cartridge based. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So there. So really, there is no backwards compatibility for any optical drive stuff, which makes. This makes the the Wii U like so. I'm trying to think about which console to keep out to play my games because so thanks to Will, he, like he brought over your Wii U like a couple years ago or whatever, and I like didn't the Wii U wasn't on my radar until he brought it over and we played all the you know Nintendo Land stuff right and yeah. um like you know the Ghost game and Mario Chase or whatever like Luigi's Mansion Mario Chase and all that stuff and they're really good but. I don't want to get and oh God Animal Crossing. We can't forget the best one. Uh, we should explain. <laughs> that these, so I think I made up the thing about replacing the DS because I can't. Remember. <laughs> I, I, I read. I, I think, think it was it on Polygon that it was the, that Nintendo was putting all their eggs in the the Switch and mobile game basket. But those oh. games, the way those games work is really cool because the gamepad has uh, the Wii U gamepad has a screen and then there's a TV screen and so what the person with the gamepad sees is different than what everybody else on the TV screen sees. So there's an asymm- asymmetry of information that makes the gameplay really interesting. So like the Ghost Game yeah, One. 
yeah. the, the player can see themselves as the ghost, but nobody else can see them uh, on yeah. the TV. And you use that to run around and, and it's basically a stealth game. Yeah, all these conventions were proved out well in the on the Wii U, right? So right. it's no surprise that it would carry over to the Switch. And it's a really cool idea that now you can do that with the Switch in home base mode, but also potentially if somebody has a second one. Yeah, that all makes sense. I just don't think it replaces the DS. I think the DS continues. It could. It could. It seems strange. Or whatever, they 3DS, put... whatever their flagship one is. So, yeah. it, so here's... But, but I think but what's really cool about this is the ability to switch, to do local multiplayer anywhere, right? You can have two-player on one device, you can have four-player on two devices, and you can just spiral out from there. And I think that the eSport thing they do, they show at the end of that announcement video, is a really cool way of using the device in that context. Where you can, everybody can bring their own device, you can all gather up and do it, and you can drop it into the bases, and suddenly you can project it on a huge screen for everybody in this arena to see. No, I think that's really cool. I, I mean, the, the like, it seems like it's super. Con- like, what they've showed with all that is that it's really flexible, right? You can do like same right. screen multiplayer. You can do everybody has their own screen, and they can still join in whatever. You can have some any combination of the two. It seems like. I and mean, I think maybe Splatoon's different, but it's going to be huge for that because as I was talking to Ian about this yesterday, the difference between developing for this and like the iPad, which is similar, uh, is that in this you can guarantee that everyone is going to have an analog stick and four buttons, and so because that's the minimum spec to work with, you can do a lot yeah. more. It's a more ergonomic way of doing local multiplayer than having two people on the same iPad. Now, now, real quick, again, I want to to point you to the size of those little controllers. Because when the guy's holding it, one of those controllers is enough for one hand. And now you're asking somebody to rotate that 90 degrees and use two hands on what might be the world's smallest Nintendo controller. Yeah, we're <laughs> like, it's, it's, sure. it's, it, I, yeah. I'm guessing that holding onto that little D-pad and uh, ABXY, or, uh, that's what theirs is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, holding on to that is probably like if you took a Game Boy Color and you cut off everything except for the controller buttons and that's what you're holding on to. Oh, you mean what my brother did for my birthday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably about four so, inches. Four, four and a half I, inches. I'm guessing maybe three and a half. If it, if it is if it is legitimately the size of the, the Amazon Fire screen-wise, it's only about three and a half inches side to side and then you put your little buttons in there. So now your hands are like this, but you don't have the that lower part of it like you do on a Game Boy mm-hmm. to give you some support. So now you're just holding on, like you're holding on to a lighter with buttons on it. It just looked like holding a nunchuck. Doesn't yeah. that like seemed, the same size? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my my no, look at it is different. No, it looks small. But it looks it looks small. It looks super small to have that many buttons on it, and then to expect to have any kind of enjoyable long gaming experience yeah i think i think really you're going to be carrying around controllers you know if you want to do something like that thanks i know yeah you're not going to use the little you're not going to use the little side things you're going to have pro controllers that you you know but but at that point you're you're now carrying around a screen multiple controllers i mean you you have a whole like pile of stuff you're bringing with you then why not this was the wii u problem right like why not just invite your friends over and instead of having to pack everything up and go down to the park to all play on a screen that fits in your back pocket like why not if, if you're going to arrange a time to do this 
Like it makes more sense to either go online and say, let's all play online and we can all play on our giant TVs or we can all come over to my living room and we can all play on a giant TV together. If you're going to yeah, arrange the, a time to do it, that makes sense. But I think that the where this really shines is when you don't arrange a time to do it. The marketing is a little bit of a fantasy, I think, but it's I think it was just to show that you have all these options, you know, if you want to do it. And, you know, uh, it, like the ad hoc scenarios are like, they're nice, right? They show all the potential, but that's not probably going to be the primary use cases. I'm sure if you like, if you went and sat down and talked to the devs or, you know, talked with whoever they're, who's doing their like market research or user research, they're going to say people are going to play in their home on their couch, you know, however much right. percent of the time, right? Or like, or holding it like a, holding it like we played a lot of games on the Wii U, holding it like, like a big Game Boy, right? Like yeah. that worked too, but still probably in the home. I think that all that like environmental stuff was just for show and it, and it, you know, it's showing off the new, the new flash that the system offers with this flexibility. So, so the, the, the way I see this, this working really well is, is the example that Andrew pointed out to me yesterday, which was I'm playing a game on the TV and Taylor comes in and says, it's time for me to watch X yes. show that I want to watch. And Andrew goes, Oh no, I got to get up off the couch Real Housewives of Minneapolis. And go turn my game off. Oh, wait. That's right. So then he grabs, he, he goes over and he grabs the the Switch screen and whatever controller, either yeah. the one attached to it or that other one that he has that he bought because right. Nintendo is now going to just nickel and dime you through hundreds of controllers and adapters and docks <laughs> and stands and dis- display magnifiers and lights and a oh, printer so... and the link cable. And, oh, wait, no, that's a Game Boy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so you're, he's going to go and pick it up. And he's going to take it over and sit on the couch. And and all, all of the beautiful multiplayer stuff disappears because all it really is is Andrew playing on his couch and then Andrew playing still on his couch but not on the big screen, now on the little screen in his hand. But you know what? That flexibility of being able to like move your game to the small screen is super good, right? Like, and I, mm-hmm. I'm not arguing that at all, but it's... It feels like the multiplayer is for the big screen, and the portability is for the personal, and Nintendo's push yeah. is the inverse of that. They're like, play, play yeah, by yourself I, on your giant TV, and then go sit in the back of a car and try to play on this <laughs> tiny screen with these I think packs of gum. Oh, that's very good. That's I, very good. We're being we're being rough on the marketing for this, right? Like it even showed the dude who like he was so engrossed in the new Zelda that he could not put down Breath of the Wild for like five seconds as he took his dog out. Like, oh, that'd be me. That's true sure. realism and marketing. <laughs> realism marketing. Well, it's like yep. But but what's really cool about this is like I could be playing a game and then like with so they have that cool controller which is just like it, it's the handles and you slide the Joy-Con things in on either side. Right, so I have that, and I'm playing a game, and Taylor comes in. She's like, "Can I play something too?" And I say, "Sure." And I slide those out, and I give her one. And I've got one that we can play a game on the TV like that. That's not how you're going to play. You're going to have a second set of Joy-Con controllers or another controller because you're not going to want to play multi- all those packs of gum. Yeah, we'll have multi-pro. Yeah, because well, it depends on the game, though. It actually depends on the game because like if uh, the fun games to play are like games that require the like, little like a single Joy-Con or whatever, that's what you're going to play because yeah. that's true of Nintendo Land. We, like we have a bunch of those controllers. You could play Nidhogg um, on that. Yeah, you could totally play Nidhogg on that. Um, but like when we want to play Mario Chase or you know whatever the Luigi's Mansion or Candy, whatever the Animal Crossing Nintendo Land games, those all require Wii modes, so you get a Wii mode out. And that's the other thing that I think is really cool about this: the potential for anywhere multiplayer gaming with basically assuming that it supports the Wii mode. Like you could have a ton of people all hanging around with this thing, and you could do some really crazy things that don't necessarily require a screen now. So. Like before, you had to plug in 
whole system, right? I'm thinking of games like Johann Sebastian Joust, which is uh, <laughs> a classic that everyone's aware of. <laughs> so Johann Sebastian Joust is a PlayStation game that was released a while ago. I think you can get it in Sports Friends now. Um, and it uses the PlayStation Move controllers and the camera to track you. And you're not usually you're not really using the screen. You're just trying to joust each other by hitting each other yeah. with the move controller and tracking all that. Oh, yeah, and that's, that's a really cool. cool thing you could potentially do. The fact that you now have a fully portable console that has wireless controllers, and we don't really know what else. We know that. I don't think it tracks, right? though. Yeah, but, you can, but there's a lot you can do with this stuff now that you know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so how many friends? How many friends you do you want? have to have together that all have these for this to work? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. Depends on what. Well, actually, that's the other cool thing. Right? Of Splatoon mode you're playing. So, if it's got wireless mesh multiplayer, then potentially everyone needs a device, but not everybody needs the game. Okay, okay. So this, oh, that's they're going to make you buy the game. I'm just going to call that now. Maybe like they're not. I know they've done it in the past where they've shared like up to one copy or whatever. But yeah, they, I, they'll, I don't think they'll so. share one. They'll share one copy with two people because each person gets a pack of gum to play on on one screen. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's double mint outlook on life is just makes me so happy. <laughs> you know what's going to be amazing is when you go to a con and there's going to be like 16 people playing 16 player cart or whatever it supports yeah. the new one, and they're all going to have their own switch. Yeah. It's just going to be a circle of people playing in like a local local multiplayer, and like that's cool. Like or like it'll be like sixteen virtual... play, people playing, but there'll only be like ten switches because you know a couple people will be playing with somebody on like locally with somebody else, and they'll all be playing together. And they're you can have four gummers. Oh man, I, gummers! And it's split screen on a seven inch <laughs> tablet. Mm, that's going to be great. Yeah. You, but okay, you say what you will. <laughs> I played an unbelievable amount of Crash Bandicoot racing on a 7-inch CRT TV-VCR combo in my van driving back and forth on vacation for years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ian's like, I know, God damn it. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure anybody is saying that it's the ideal way to play. It's just a cool way to play. It is a cool I, way I to play. I think it's, it's the it is overly idealistic. And, and then, obviously, we, we haven't even addressed the the elephant in the Mario in the, the room, the elephant in the pocket, which is the iPhone or Android phone or smartphone <laughs> that can also do gaming and is always with you. And this, I, I'm really interested in this because Will, like you said, carries his DS with him at times. What is the the typical use case for your DS when you're out and about, Will? Um, I haven't really carried it with me in a while, but it. I sort of just carried it around, like carrying around my Kindle. If I just had time, you know, pull it out, play some Pokemon, or you know, and, uh, do some reading. And is this like a, a, so a like five-minute game, or is this like a fifty-minute? I have fifty minutes to sit down and play a game. Uh, it was usually like on my lunch, so it'd be like an hour. Okay. Oh yeah, that's a decent amount of time to yeah. play. So and that so that that actually makes makes some sense in in that in that use case that you would have an For actual sure. gaming thing with you. And I guess I mean, my, people already sit and spend their whole break on their phone. Right. right? My, my take on it is typically if I'm going to play a game and yes, a lot of the games that I'm playing on my phone aren't <laughs> console level games. He's not a, he's not a real gamer folks. No, not a real gamer. <laughs> it's like <laughs> star Wars tower builder or whatever, or that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, or Alto's Adventure or something like that. Star Wars Commander. Yeah. Uh, where, where it's yeah, yeah. one game lasts three, five minutes, something like that. And it's something like yeah. you're in line yeah. at the grocery like, store waiting and you're like, 
I'm going to pull my phone out and waste some time. And it's like, I'm either going to play right, check, their filler games. I'm going to either check Twitter or I'm going to play around to Altus yeah. Adventure yeah, yeah, yeah. or I'm going to check that email. Like <laughs> one, one of these sounds way more I fun the than idea. the rest. I love the idea that you're at target and they're like, sir, sir, we're right at one second. I can't save during a battle. One second. <laughs> if, if you had ever shopped at our target, you'd know I could, I could battle an entire gym, a full 10, 10 Pokemon gym. <laughs> I could battle it down to the point where I took over it before the checkout was open. Um, I, I, I think uh, I want to, I want to take a break, but you know, I, but I do want to talk about like th- this, like the the Switch versus traditional mobile, because I think it's really important, especially as Nintendo enters the mobile space with apps on iOS, and you know, but be- I guess here before this explosion, you know, this conversation gets away from us and blows up a little bit, we should uh, we should move on. So, break time. Break time. We should... Okay, we're back. We should get back. And okay. we're back. Hey, we're back. <laughs> so, our has, has done some estimates using the, uh, uh, the the joystick size to estimate the thing is 14 and a half inches wide and 6 inches tall. And this is what I was saying yesterday is I think they've gone out of their way to make it really, really clear that this is not intended to be something you stick in your pocket. It's portable, but it's not pocketable. It's- it's something you put in a, a backpack so the screen can really get busted up. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it's Nintendo, so it's never going to get broken. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's all pla- It doesn't have to be all fancy and, and thin. It can be like the, the Kindle, and it's just all plastic. It, it's made out of Nintendium. <laughs> Nintendium. <laughs> As you go take your Nintendog on a walk and ignore it. <laughs> no, seriously, that controller right. looks like a Nintendog. <laughs> but uh, it does. Yeah, it the, does. the goofy ass dog. So the thing that that I, what's so the multiplayer might be goofy if you play it together, but the fact that Nintendo is really heavily promoting local multiplayer, I think, is a big shift for where they want to go with gameplay, right? Like, so, but so the, is the that fact that this comes by default with two controllers is different than basically any other game console release right now, and the fact that they are promoting it so heavily in all their videos, I think, says a lot about where they want to go with this and the potential to do some. Excuse I think that's cool true. With it. I think them giving you two, color, two, two controllers by default goes back to the Wii, where you had a Wii that came with a controller, and then you bought uh, Wii Sports or whatever, mm-hmm. and it came with a controller, so everybody had two all the time. Like right. Everybody's family had two controllers. If that's the norm, that's a good thing for local multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also Nintendo doubling down on what they do well, because... I this and this I don't want to get into trashing them on online stuff, but they don't have their online game together at all. So right. I really hope that this is their opportunity to sort of solidify those two together and be like, hey, we remember us? You know, we do our local multiplayer really well. But it'd be nice if you could still transition this. Like we walk away from we're all playing basketball, and I we go home and continue our game online. Like I I at least want the option to play online and have it not be a terrible experience like it currently is. Right. So the other really cool thing that this can do is that the potential for uh, because because the controllers swap in and out you can do some really cool custom controllers for uh uh for for, for specific games and that kind of thing okay that was that was one of the first things i saw that actually got me really excited about it yeah i I love this idea of using like you have a an actual shutter and stuff for like pokemon camera and so all right so this is this is something when you sent this uh yesterday and then we'll just share it again today um this is something that feels super Nintendo. This does it, feel it super feels Nintendo. super Nintendo yeah. and super like Nintendo, super Famicom. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah always tells me how, what, th- what things feel like Nintendo, and this she speculates this definitely feels like Nintendo. That Nintendo has always been the company that's like buy this other thing for this game. Like 
Duck Hunt all the way back in the origins of Nintendo. You got to buy this the sweet orange gun, special Zapper gun, baby. so that you can play the uh, the Duck Hunt game. Yeah, because you or the silent scope or whatever the whatever the big scoped rifle was on Super yep. Nintendo. Oh yep. my god! And and there's that goofy gun brick or uh, grip that came with uh, the Wii for games like Resident mm-hmm. Evil and, stuff. and and the tennis yeah. racket mm-hmm. and the fishing rod and the golf club oh, the fishing, yeah. and fishing the, rod, the baseball yeah. bat oh the Wii Sports peripheral peripheral pack was like a third it's like Mad Cat's wet dream yes. right? like they're like oh my god yeah. the plastic we can put out <laughs> <laughs> somebody with a 3D printer just like <laughs> cashed in on it and yeah. so so I think I think that the idea that, that they would start making these alternate controllers that you could sub in for the the dentine on the side <laughs> the, the orbits um, something you could sub in for that and 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 do whatever other function in the game is is super interesting as a controller expansion but that mm-hmm. that still doesn't lend to the the multiplayer thing but that does work really well if you're out and about and you're playing, let's say they have some like, and I, again we don't know what the network capabilities of this are. What if there if there is some type of Pokemon thing? If it's going to have cellular data, that'd be right. amazing, if, right? Or or yeah. a way for it to connect to the Pokemon app on your Internet. phone. That oh, yeah. now you could mm-hmm. use it as like a range finder. Oh, finally, Pokemon Go could be useful and fun. <laughs> God, you're such a naysayer. What are you, Mystic? Makes sense. No, you're Valor. Don't throw us under the bus. <laughs> you, you're on the same team as him. <sighs> okay, so with... Uh, yeah, I really like that. Like, that that makes sense. So, peripheral-wise, how about if you get to make a custom peripheral for one game, uh, let's go around and say your game. I vote Pikmin. I want a custom Pikmin controller with my Pikmin game. And it's going to have a sweet, like, rolly wheel so I can, like, roll through functions. I'm the only one who's excited about that. That's a cool idea. That's a really cool idea. You don't have a game that you'd want a custom controller for? I haven't played a Nintendo okay. game in a long time. You can't use your imagination? I can't. <laughs> I, I don't know. Mario, you could have a button for jumping and another one for moving. That'd be really cool. <laughs> that sounds like an iOS game. <laughs> hey! Hey! Here's a thing. So, hey. <laughs> the problem with this is that when you take it You'll places, all you really need is two buttons. <laughs> <laughs> take take off these fancy paddles you know leave your juicy fruit and your your double mint at home and instead you just put on up up down and a b and really really okay. roll it back yeah. all right so with ios um, sorry will were you gonna say something oh i was gonna say i think the two that i saw that i really liked was the like classic GameCube. Uh, Super Nintendo controller. Oh. Ooh, yeah. And then, um, the like, a camera for Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. The GameCube one was really cool, Super too, because it was just, like, the same button layout, just on the right-hand side of the of the, the device. Mm-hmm. You know um, what I really want? Oh, sorry. The other one I think was neat. I can't tell quite how this works, but there's the um, uh, uh, Splatoon controller, which seems to be, like it's a joystick and then like some buttons and switches and stuff, I guess for either switching weapons or reloading. I, I, I really, I can't quite tell how it works, but it, it's a cool idea of taking instead of just mapping commands to a button. Now you could potentially map them to more, uh, uh reasonable. What's the word I'm looking for it, to physical interactions. That are ergonomic. More than just pressing a button. No, it's not ergonomic. Oh, it's more, oh, oh. it's not immersive. It's just more interesting. Hmm. 
So now, like, so in Splatoon, you can turn into, like, those inky squids, right? And so now, instead you're of pressing a, a button to do that, you can, like, pull this now. lever that, that that will transform you into it. You can, like, mash this inky squid so thing. You want, like, a bop it on the side of this switch? <laughs> But yeah, I was gonna so say, like, really cool. <laughs> you're gonna play some bop it. To- <laughs> so yeah, that was the first thing I functions. thought of when I saw this. I thought, but but what? I mean, bop it was really cool because it was just basically a game made of interfaces, right? So now if you can make it oh. a game with a unique interface for that game, now you've got something more interesting. Can you imagine Waluigi Bop? <laughs> be really good, right? You could do some really cool stuff with a game like WarioWare. Yeah, yeah, WarioWare would be good. Oh, you know, okay, so the, I have to add before we move on, the, like, controller add-in that I want, like, the whatever thing that... No, 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 the, I, I thought of a new one. It's the unicorn horn that snaps on the bottom, so you can hold it 64 style. It's got a single Z button on the back. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the one that it snaps on both sides, and it's just a full keyboard, and now it's a Surface. Oh my god! Oh, I think you meant like like half of a keyboard on the left and half a keyboard on the right. So now you have like this huge. No, like, you know it's just a, you know, a chat pad for your Switch, so you can play your oh, tech adventures. <laughs> there's a there's a button on the bottom that goes from tablet mode to desktop mode. <laughs> but why would you ever do that? <laughs> well, with the deep cut. So okay. so back to how the Surface and the Switch are the same thing. So the uh, the idea of a transformer. <laughs> Totally falls down, and nobody wants one. So why do people want the Switch? So I'll, I'll t- real quick, I'll tell you because the Switch seems like an extension of the Wii U, which is a super accessible gaming platform. It's really good for kids. It seems really accessible for adults, and it has a lot of flexibility. So it's never going to be the best, probably at a lot of things. It looks like a system of compromise, but at least in this case, this compromise carries first-party games from Nintendo. Their support, they're like charming graphics that you don't have to worry about being too powerful, and it, you know that it's going to work. Like you just, I don't have any worries or concerns about nintendo performing so i'll buy it for all those reasons but mostly because it's going to carry the first party stuff that's just going to work well and my daughter will be able to play it like when you have kids the the wii u was really really good for aubrey yeah yeah, and one day when you have kids you'll understand yeah when you guys have kids someday no when 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 the children are of age right this is a really good platform anyway um i agree with all those points plus the one more which is that this allows some really new and interesting interaction with uh, uh, just new interactions in general with people around you. One of the things that um, people pointed out is that the game you're playing or how it looks isn't really as important as much as where you play and who you play with, and this opens up the possibility to play with a lot more people. Sure. I'm very much a skeptic of of the idea that you would play somewhere else other than at home. (laughs) Yeah, I think think the... Well, Ian's right. You're not gonna take your little screen and your your two gum packs and play with somebody else. But I, I think even taking this system, like the whole thing, somewhere, it seems like it's still more portable, um, easier to use. Uh, it's gonna have a lot more. I don't know. It just feels like it has more something to it. it it's it's a more versatile system, but I think. I think that the hype right now is the multiplayer stuff. And I think the multiplayer stuff is going to be kind of taking the back seat as far as like when it actually launches, people start using it. I think that multiplayer out and about the thing that they're marketing so heavily pushes is not going to be the way people use it. It's, it's the same problem that the iPad had when they launched the iPad in 2011 
And they're like, this is great. You can take it mountain climbing and you can take it deep sea diving and on a fighter jet. And it's like, well, that's not the way normal people use this. Like 90% of the time they're sitting on their couch doing something on their own and they just want a really quick way to check an email or look at Facebook. Like, so this is the, I just want a way to take my game and keep playing it without monopolizing the TV. I see your point. I hope you're wrong. Any other final thoughts? This will be an insta buy for me, especially if they can add if it's got cell coverage, which seems like it would be something Nintendo wouldn't put in there. But if it does, oof, man. I, uh, yeah, there's a few concerns for me. Number one is the battery life on this thing. I mean, that's another thing is if it's going to be portable, like they're uh, marketing it, like how long is this thing going to last? Not connected to the base. Because the the Wii U pad itself only lasts for like a couple hours without having to plug it in. Yeah, we'll see what the battery's like in the sucker. The upside is if it's if it's like uh, an iPad or a Kindle or anything like that, they can get eight or ten hours. And then on top of that, if they're not on network and they're not constantly like trying to sync stuff, that should be able to last longer. So. If if it truly yeah. is what whatever size you said, fourteen inches wide with the the gum packs and six inches tall, it should have it should have enough battery to do I would say eight hours. Which I mean it's not great, but it's long enough for a flight or a road trip or or something like that. Oh yeah, if it if it lasts eight hours that that'd be yeah, eight hours is know, great. plenty long for you to plug it in somewhere at some point in there and so is this the future of gaming? <laughs> no, but it's certainly a cool way of doing it. You can find show notes for this week's episode at interface.fm slash 28. Uh, while you're there, find links to our social things, subscribe, all that good stuff. And as always, thank you for being a listener or subscriber. And we'll be back next Monday and every Monday. Like clockwork. was fun i don't feel like i added very much but oh uh, no you totally did <laughs> having the perspective because it was one of my things right away was like who carries their game with them and andrew was like lots of people i know lots of people who do i didn't say lots i, I of officially people. know 1.5 people who carry their game with them <laughs> i said i i know that the, a fair amount of nintendo people bring their games with them the DS is. I would. I would definitely take this thing to work. And oh yeah, me too. You'd, you'd put it in a laptop bag, use or it backpack, or in, on break. Yeah, I just yeah. toss it with my other stuff because I carry a bag with me pretty much everywhere That's I go. Right. Or like it would fit in my satchel that I have with me all the time. So right. Like I usually have my Kindle in there. I, I, the other thing I think about this is that um, because it's if it is intention like more multiplayer focused or really wants to be more portable then i think you'll find people will be wanting to bring it with them more than something else right like if it's actually going to be useful to have multiple people playing with you might be more likely to bring it with you than otherwise yeah but you when you get a dslr you carry it everywhere you go for a while and then you stop carrying it because it's bulky and really doesn't functionally i don't bring mine everywhere i go you, i only bring it when but, i know i'm going to need it but when you just had gotten one when it's brand new, you carry it all the time. You're like, I'm going to take so many pictures, I'm going to take so many pictures, and eventually you're like, I'm just not using this. It's more bulk than it's worth. 
I can do enough picture taking on my iPhone that it's fine most of the time. Just like I can play a game just fine on my iPhone, which is where I think Grouper's so, coming from. Even though yeah, it sounds like he's like really positive on it, I think there's a little bit of snark hidden in there. I came from a different. I came into my so I don't have a DSLR, I have a mirrorless, but same idea. And I came into it differently. I came from uh, taking a lot of pictures of my iPhone and deciding like that was good for a lot of uses, but it wasn't getting me everything I wanted. And so I uh, I start bringing the mirrorless when I know I'm going to be in a place where I'm going to want to take some nice pictures. And so this will be the same sort of thing. I, I bring it with me when I know I'm going to be in a place where I want to play games like that.